0: com and pre-register today at Bixi.com slash registration to get your free Bixi exchange tokens. That's B E A X Y. B-E-A-X-Y.com.
1: Hi there, I'm Peter McCormack and this is Rekt.
0: Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu Betts, alongside one of my esteemed colleagues and co-hosts today, Cynthia Wood. Cynthia, how are you?
2: I'm sure everybody thought it was going to be Chamber, but it's
0: me. It is Cynthia. Chamber is... Yeah, Chamber is can't join us today, unfortunately. He is uh, gallivanting with the big wigs at his real 9-to-5 job. So we are rolling solo today, but we have an excellent guest. Um, you definitely know him from Twitter and the What Bitcoin Did podcast, Peter McCormack. How are you, Peter?
1: I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm a big fan of what you guys do. Big fan of Cynthia as well. So, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs>
0: Uh, you you clearly are a big fan of Cynthia, so if you. <laughs> If if you know Peter uh, from Twitter, you've seen him uh, and his Ian Bellina picture that he carries around to various places or hangs in his house, and we are recording this on a Google Hangout, so we are actually looking at Peter, and in the background, it is not Ian Bellina, but a picture of Cynthia, so (laughs) it's uh, pretty fantastic, but we are super psyched to have Peter, um, you know. I am a big fan of his podcast. I listen to pretty much every episode. It makes me feel smarter because uh, you know what we do here is a little goofy, and uh, you know he's he's the he's get he gets all the smart people. So uh, we are we are lucky to have him. But. Um, Peter, let's get right into it. So, you know, we like to start off by asking our guests kind of how they got into crypto. How did you get to be where you are today? What did you do before this mess and how'd you get to where you are today?
1: Well, that's a good question. I've answered a few times now. Um, it, It happened over in two different times. So the first time was in 2013 when somebody introduced me to a website that was a bit like Amazon. But you could buy things that you usually had to meet somebody in the car park at Tesco's to buy. so (laughs) And you had to use Bitcoin to buy those things. So I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, that's amazing. Um, So I used that website, bought some Bitcoin. And then it was about the time the price started to move in 13. So I then started trading Bitcoin CFDs on plus 500, which is like a CFD platform. (laughs) Very quickly made at the time what seemed like a lot of money probably over the space of a few weeks made around twenty pounds very quickly oh lost it yeah but very quickly lost it again we back then used to get these uh, i don't know if you knew it back then we used to get these flash crashes so sure. yeah and it'll be during the night while you're asleep so you get a flash crash margin called a couple of grand gone so it was kind of a bit like it was just a bit gambling Uh, Yeah, it was good. It was fun. But then I didn't really pay attention to the the tech. I wasn't that bothered by it all. Um, And then just kind of forgot about it again. Uh, The prices crashed, kind of like probably like a bunch of people did in this bull run, Mm whereas, you know, some of us are stuck around and other people have said, can you swear on your podcast? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So some people have probably said like, fuck this. And they've uh, gone. I was kind of like at the time. I was like, fuck this this is stupid. Like, forgot about it. kind of kept an eye on the price i remember like it just getting lower and lower and i was thinking this thing's dead and then kind of remember the price going kind of back up again and then what happened is like you might have heard me tell the story but like my mom got sick uh, my mum got cancer and uh chemo failed everything failed um apart from like her own treatment of herself like she uh went vegan and stopped drinking apart from when, when she was with me um and <laughs> last thing i was like look you might as well try CBD. I've read some good things about it. I've got a friend, like he's ex Facebook, who's now like a huge investor in um, different areas of the cannabis industry, and he was like, "We should try it." So my dad was like, uh, "Okay, how do you do it?" So I said, "Well, look, you can buy it with Bitcoin on these websites." Um, so I went on to Google, searched how to buy Bitcoin because I hadn't bought Bitcoin in like three years. Uh, sure. Found Coinbase, found Coinbase, mm. bought a Bitcoin. Bought the treatment, it was, it was too late, um, sadly mum passed and then I was kind of stuck at my dad's with nothing to do in like Ireland, it's the middle of nowhere and went back on transferred the Bitcoin back to Coinbase and then kind of saw this Ethereum thing that I hadn't really noticed so kind of did some Google searching, like read about it, um, I was out of work at the time as well, I used to have this advertising agency that had gone bust uh, but I had some money left over so I was like said to my dad look i'm gonna stick some money into this bitcoin thing so i bought like i don't know put five thousand pound in at the time so i bought whatever number of bitcoins that was at the time and then whatever was left over i did bought like a whole number whatever was left over i bought ethereum which was like at nine dollars mm. wow. uh, so i bought something like yeah i know <laughs> wow. it's ridiculous so i bought something like just 80 ethereum or whatever it was whatever the amount was <laughs> um and then um proceeded over the next five six weeks to put up to twenty three thousand which is about thirty two thousand dollars um and then just went on this wild ride that's been like a two-year journey now like of initially just buying a bunch of crap um not knowing what i'm doing kind of figuring it out i think that was the best way to figure it out was to like buy everything and then you know proceeded to get more into the content and get away from the trading and there's lots of little stories in between, it's, uh, sure. how's that?
0: <laughs> that's a that's an awesome story. so what um what kind of got you from all right, it's two thousand and thirteen. you really weren't into you know the tech of it all yet um to what was that turning point for you because you know, with your podcast, you have you know some of the you do have some really technical uh, people on there, so it's definitely you know uh, something changed. What was it?
1: <laughs> I think it was having time. um so when the previous time, like in two thousand and thirteen, trying to remember the exact dates but um like i had i was my advertising agency was like three years old or something four years old it was going very well you know we were we were a team probably about 20 at that point i you know i just i didn't really have time to look at it um this time around i, I wasn't working i'd you know I'd taken a year pretty much a year off um you know to spend time with my mom and various other things yeah various other reasons and uh so i had time to look into it and read about it and i just thought I don't know, something about it just grabbed me. I thought this sounds a bit more interesting this time. Um and yeah, decided just to look into the tech a bit more. It felt a bit kind of because I I worked through the first dot com boom. I don't know how old you guys are, but when that first happened I worked through it and I was like, this has a similar feel. I I, I disagree with that point now, but at the time I was like Okay, this seems super interesting. There could be a, like a whole new wave of like financial money. Sorry, um, sure. technical technical money, and yeah, this is worth mm-hmm. having a look at. Um, but I think my opinions like over those two years have changed dramatically just by being so close to mm-hmm.
0: it. Yeah, I, um, you know, what do you think the biggest change has been for you? Because I think you know from the time listening to your stuff, uh, you know, it seems like you've kind of gone from. Uh, bitcoin and then got yourself into all these altcoins and all that kind of stuff and now it seems like you've almost come full circle back around to you know sort of a bitcoin maximalism
1: yeah i try to say i'm not a bitcoin bitcoin maximalist <laughs> I, t- I try to say i'm more of a bitcoin maximalist sympathizer like, <laughs> i totally get i totally get why like why maximalists are the way they are like why they have their opinion they've repeatedly watched people try to create blockchain based things in the kind of shadow of uh, Bitcoin, but they're not Bitcoin for a number of reasons. They're not decentralized or they have a leader or they're trying to deliver some They've just seen cycle after cycle of, of these altcoin projects happen. And they've seen so many people get like wrecked from it and ruined from it. So I'm certainly a sympathizer because what I've come to realize is that it's Bitcoin and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Bitcoin is totally unique compared to everything else, and also, I just don't think the technology. I just think most of it's fucking nonsense. Like <laughs> the technology, the technology is like I've been reading about like the next version of Ethereum, and it's just so complicated. And I just don't know. I just I'm very bearish on everything else. I think everything else has got a lot to prove, whereas Bitcoin has kind of proved itself for ten years. It's kind of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't have to prove itself as much anymore. Sure.
0: Um, So, you know, based on that, where do you kind of see the crypto landscape, you know, going from here five, five, ten years from now? How do you think it'll change and evolve?
1: Great question. Um, Well, it's hard to predict. I mean, I think Bitcoin will still be here um, um, and will become stronger and will become a uh, more important part of the global economy and uh, the financial system i think there is it's becoming almost a necessity to have an exposure to bitcoin rather than it be uh just speculation we're seeing or having conversations with so many different people now who are aware of it or have some kind of exposure to it and like we keep getting these stories like the one this week about russia might buy bitcoin like who knows they probably are but who knows right who knows if iran and venezuela aren't mining bitcoin with their virtually close to free state sponsored electricity sure making making a serious amount of money for it nobody knows but I certainly expect a Bitcoin to still exist and be a very important part. I think almost everything else will be will die off in the next five to years. Five five years is a long enough time frame to say the majority of it is fucked because sure. nobody's using these DApps. They're going to run out of money. Um, there's there's no real kind of demand for these decentralized applications. Nobody's really shipping anything. The stuff being shipped isn't usable. Um, so I think most of it will die off. What I expect out the the back of that is like some use cases to be found, some kind of fintech ones, like so make a die seems kind of interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of Ethereum, but I get the I get the business use case for some of this, like um you know if you're in Argentina and you want to borrow dollars because it's a more stable currency it kind of makes sense that if you have like a coinbase account like you borrow the money from BlockFi, BlockFi transfers you like some kind of uh, stable coin and you can like withdraw that into the local currency as and when you need it rather than but whole dollar right mm-hmm. that i kind of get those use cases outside of that i think there's so much to be proven um you know that <laughs> I mean, some of the most interesting or, 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 or like things with the most potential are something like Augur, and I've used it and I still don't get it. It's hard to use. <laughs> We've yeah, about it's hard to it use. Show,
0: yeah. Yo, it is not easy to use. I mean, I think it's awesome because I am a, you know, I'm a gambler, so I enjoy the, like, the idea of a prediction market and all that kind of stuff is, is interesting to me as I sit here and play my real hero five minute charts. <laughs> uh, but it's so like, you know, the gambling <laughs> Aspect, but I tried to use it man and it is tough to use um, yeah and so like I don't know how you're getting uh, you know my mom or dad or grandma or grandpa to be using something like that it's it's nearly impossible I would think so
1: yeah and you know what like some things are better centralized right like when people sure. are like, mm-hmm. Ooh, we need a decentralized uber or a decentralized airbnb i'm like no we don't if you've got a problem you want to phone up somebody at uber and say look this happened and it was bullshit or if you're right. like if you're like renting out your property you want and somebody smashes it up you then want to go and speak to uh, somebody and say look my property You like you want recourse and you don't get that with decentralized things so m- trying to decentralize everything is just like it's just a, a red herring and it's perpetuated by the Sandhill Road VCs who've have got a history of like disrupting technology thinking they can throw money at this and and they can create a better Bitcoin or, or, or some new decentralized blockchain based thing because they've heard the buzzwords but it's blockchain isn't actually that special
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's kind of simple when you think about it you know it's uh of of what the actual you know use cases of it would be um and then you know i think we've seen not everything needs a blockchain um and you know this ico craze and all that has kind of showed us that hey maybe not everything needs a damn blockchain (laughs) so yeah um well i mean let's let's uh Let's just get it out there then. How, tell us your, tell us about your love for Ripple. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do, do, do,
1: do you mean Ripple coin?
0: Yes, Ripple coin, exactly. <laughs> I, mean,
1: I mean, you know what? Maybe they will create a business out of that token that does some kind of bank remittance, right? That works and they will build some successful business off the back of that. Cool, good luck to them. Um, my main issue with it is like, if you're not holding a bag of Ripple coin, like why the fuck do you give a bag about, <clears throat> give a shit about like bank settlements? Sure. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like Apple have created like the coolest phone that you're going to use or like Tesla have created this really cool car. It's bank settlements. Yeah. These people are suddenly boring. passionate. <laughs> They're like, I'm so passionate about bank settlements I'm so passionate about xrp like and it's just bullshit and the worst thing of it all is the business is funded by uh ripple coin the company selling ripple coin the token that they were allegedly gifted by lord Voldemort at some point because <laughs> because they did because they wanted to have this gift of of ripple coins and they their business is financed by them selling it and the only way they're going to do that is they're dumping it on retail and dumping it on hopeful people. And, and worst of all, they like this weird Scientology-like cult. Like I was trying it's to figure pre- out.
0: It's pretty intense.
1: Yeah. Like I, uh, who, I was who has to plug
2: your the- podcast. I was, sorry, I'm, I was listening to your, your episode with Mike Dudas that you oh, just right, put okay. out recently. And you guys were talking about just this angry mob sentiment with them. There's nothing else like it. Uh, with any other project that i've ever seen
1: it's fucking insane like (laughs) like (laughs) i just i just it's insane like the stupidity of the things that people say but my um my like attacks on ripple coin would by design right? because what i was doing is i would tack it and then get all the people like arguing back with me then i'd block them (laughs) and it's like a strategy that works but but they're creating this like army of like I'm trying to in my head, like, who has who has got the biggest cult following? Is it like Scientology, RippleCoin, or Radiohead? Like, and I actually I think it's closer to Yeah, Radiohead. Like I heard this thing once so somebody said like if uh, Tom York farted in a in a in a light bulb, Radiohead fans would buy it. And that's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> Th- that's to me what like ripple coiners are like like they just buy any bullshit that's like spun to them and then they go on these mad insane rampages like, Co- like anything like coinbase says there's like hundreds of tweets. hundreds
0: of comments yeah
1: so i counted them once there was like 300 replies like one third of them were ripple coin comments when and ripple. they've got yeah and they've all share yeah, each other's yeah. content and they all act like this is this like really nice cute community like sometimes i go in the discord one just to see what they're f- talking about i just it's fucking insane so you know. <laughs> Fuck well, those guys.
0: We, we, so, you know, if uh, if you're an XRP bag holder out there, we've just completely in- alienated you, and we apologize. But, you know, it needs to be said. But Yeah, when,
1: and you're a fucking idiot.
0: <laughs> when, I, it's funny, though. When I first, I, you know, I almost equate it to, like, maybe, and, you know, I, I don't mean to generalize, but, like, when I first got into the space, and I first was, like starting to learn about bitcoin and all these other tokens and all these other projects and you know i i i fell into what we talk about everybody else doing is like okay why wouldn't you buy this ripple it's uh you know it's 20 cents and if it can do anything you know you'll be rich and uh then you realize what it's for and now uh, like you know you realize what the spirit of crypto and decentralization and all that kind of stuff is and it's just the the opposite of that and you know now i know better but i feel like i definitely fell into that whole uh kind of black hole that i think a lot of people do when they start
1: right so do you want to hear my crypto confession yes <laughs> oh god so my best ever trade is ripple coin
0: uh you know what i don't do mine it.
2: too I, mine so, too i've said so, that before on the show
1: it was the third thing I bought, right? So I, when I bought Bitcoin and Ethereum, then I started looking at other things. And I saw this like uh, Ripple coin thing. So I was like, cool, I'm going to buy it. And I bought it on this weird website, like GateHub or something. <laughs> and, and I can't remember the numbers, but I, pay, I put like £500 in, right? And by the time I sold it, it was like 30000 something ridiculous I can't remember the numbers like it was it was insane like and it was the first it was the first wave like when it went to like 50 cents and or 40 cents I can't remember whatever but like it was such a great trade Uh, I've never traded it since (laughs)
0: that's awesome i it's funny i've I've heard that from a a couple people actually that very much do not like ripple but um anyway all right we'll we'll move on from ripple sorry all you xrp holders out there um (laughs) talk a little bit about how you got into you know your podcast and growing that and where that came from
1: yeah so so okay so what happened was like when Bitcoin, like, uh, in 2017, early seventeen started to make some kind of moves and there was a bit of press coverage, uh, I kept having friends, like, say to me, oh, Pete, you've been involved in Bitcoin, like, how do I get involved? And rather than, like, write a brand new email each time I have a phone call, I created this email that I would just send out. say, yeah, give me your email address and I'll send you this. And it was, like what is Bitcoin, why is it important, how you buy it, what is security, what are altcoins. It was like a mini guide, there's pretty much a version of it still on my website, it's not exactly the same but very similar. So I just used to send that out and then people were asking me what I was trading. So I was like all right, I'll tell you what I'll do a Facebook group. So I did this Facebook group and like my friends joined and there was like 150 of us and I was writing about it and I went out to LA to see my friend Justin who kind of helped me come up with the name actually what Bitcoin did and we were just like hanging out and he said he's an seo guy right he's a search guy he's like this content you're writing is really good you should do a website because you could monetize that one day and i was like i don't need the money dude i'm like rolling in it (laughs) and he was like no seriously you never know just just create a website so we created this website like the what bitcoin did set up the blog and i started writing about kind of crypto i used to do this daily crypto update and um And then a lot of that content has been deleted, by the way, because I look back now and it's nonsense, but um, (laughs) the blog started to grow. And then I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do a podcast. I I, I really want to do a podcast. I really like Laura's take, like I used to listen to her podcast, but that was the only one I was listening to. And I felt it was a little bit, I don't know, she she wasn't asking the questions I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. like i would go on reddit and ask a question and people like oh you're a fucking idiot you don't know shit <laughs> and you're like oh this is embarrassing so i thought like what i'll do is i'll do a podcast so i was, again i was back in la and i saw luke martin was uh in la he tweeted so i just messaged him and said look dude i'm gonna do a podcast Are you up for it first show and he said yeah so i ordered all the gear on amazon took a uber up to him recorded the first show and kind of went from there it was a really it was just like a random set of Coincidences or just like a random chain of events, but nothing really planned. It wasn't until I got out into North Carolina when I interviewed James Hall, Jameson Lot, which was like episode three, um, that I was like, you know what? Actually, this is something I think I'm going to take serious. And yeah, that's, that's how it happened, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, obviously now it's uh, one of the
0: larger podcasts going uh, at the moment, which is pretty awesome. Um, so, you know, what kind of what were the questions that you wanted to ask you know like what was what was it that you wanted to accomplish with you know your guests and things
1: like that i wanted them to answer questions like they were talking to somebody who'd never um been exposed to bitcoin or crypto before right so if i'm with say jameson lop i want to say you know i'm making stuff up as i go here but i want to say like what is mining and when he explains i'm like What is hash rate? You know, those kind (laughs) of absolute (laughs) basic questions like that you people assume people know, and I think people don't know. So, but also, it was kind of a I wanted to learn. So, if you go through my history of my interviews, pretty much every time it's something like I want to learn something. Sure. So, like at the moment, I just did the Tour de mister one, which was like a bearish case for Ethereum. But next, I'm going to interview a couple of Ethereum guys because I'm like, "Mm, okay. I want to know what they say. I want to be convinced right. by them. Can they convince me a theory or something? So it's always based on something I want to learn. Um, yeah, and just, yeah, that's what it is really.
0: What's, uh, what's if you had to pick one, what's your
1: favorite interview you've done? Oh, that's a great question. I'm gonna give you two, I'll <laughs> okay. tell you why. <laughs> so there's one standout one that will never change. My first interview with Lynn Ulbrich, which is obviously Ross Ulbrich's yep. mom. Awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, went out to Austin, and that was a really, important interview because it's a very important story and it was really mm-hmm. good interview because we didn't really talk about Bitcoin mm-hmm. do you know what I mean it's like yeah yeah. he's probably the most important one of the five most new- if you said the five most important people in Bitcoin you can't not name him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know maybe right. even if you name three you, you, you might be like him Hal Finney and Satoshi I don't know but like definitely <laughs> right. five right. And, and like or some people might be top ten but like he's super important but also it was It was a real test for me as an interview because I wasn't going in to ask about technology. It was like a really personal one. Sure. And it just went really well. Um, She's become a friend. I've kind of met up with her three or four times now. I got a letter from Ross Ulbrich. Oh, wow. That's That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, he wrote to me from prison. So that was kind of really cool, and that was really special. The next one I'm going to say is the one, and it's not just a plug because this is going to probably come out before your show, but tomorrow I've got an interview coming out with John Carvalho. Hmm. Do you know Bitcoin Eralog? Uh No. Oh man, that that dude's—he's a great dude. So like, he's the no. He, you will know him. He's the guy who interviewed Roger who Got him to uh, flick the bird. Oh yes, yes.
2: <laughs> oh. oh yes.
1: So he muted me because like early on when I was a bit boisterous on Twitter and just like <laughs> I got blocked by a few people and like he muted he muted me and, and I kind of sense he had and then I put out this tweet storm a bit about Bitcoin why like everything's bullshit Bitcoin's cool and like he reached out to me and he'd said like you've like come a long way and I I'd already dropped him a telegram saying look apologize for being a dick and he was like no worries <laughs> so I was like cool look do you want to come on the podcast and he said yeah and we've done an episode called defending Bitcoin. And I tell you why I really enjoyed this one. I felt like at the end of it like I'm very self deprecating. I I feel like I'm a I am a bit of an idiot. I don't know a lot. I i you know, I read some of these articles people write and I'm like Man, how how clever are you to write this? Or like how clever right. are you to like build a blockchain? I can't do this stuff.
0: Peter, we do but, a show called Wrecked Podcast and so we yeah. show you. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: like at the end of that, you like we talked about S two X, and we talked about uh, both interviewing Roger, and we talked about like just so many different things. And at the end of it, I kind of had a bit of like a, do you know what? I've definitely picked up some stuff, and I'm I'm kind of proud of myself. So I really enjoyed that, just because I was like, I've learned something. I was, and I started to feel like, uh, i like, um, I deserve to have this podcast. I've worked hard enough, and I deserve it. And sure. and yeah, that. So that's my other favorite. That's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
0: So if you haven't, if you're, first of all, if you're listening to our show and don't listen to Peter's, you're doing it wrong. So uh, check (laughs) check him out on uh, what Bitcoin did for uh, those. They're very informative. You will learn something for sure.
1: Yeah, but mine isn't fun, right? Yours is a lot more fun.
0: Yeah. Well, we have fun. You know, it's, uh, we, but, you know, like both are needed is the, uh, you know, the opinion I have is, you know, we need to have fun and learn and uh, all, there's room for everyone. Everybody, I think so.
1: Well, do you know what? I think this, this funny thing is, is there's so many podcasts, but like all the ones that rise up, rise up because they're doing something like different or important. Like Laura has paved the way for all of us. She deserves everything that comes to her. Mm-hmm. All credit to her. Yeah. Pomp is our hype man, right? You yeah. know, whatever you think <laughs> of Pomp. I love the guy. He's the hype yeah. man. I don't agree with everything he says, but like, he's our hype man. He's taken us oh, to Wall sure. Street like i think maybe i'm for the beginners i think if you're like a smart bitcoiner you've got noted and you've got um stefan Levera. if you just want like a real chilled kind of like just a soothing voice you got marty ben if you want a bit of more fun you got you guys like to me they're they're like my staple podcasts like because they all they've all risen because of Doing something different or important, and sure. yeah, like yeah. I want, like people are like, "Oh, there's too many." I was like, "No, I want more, man." <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know, yeah. I, I'm the same way. I've I run out of podcasts to listen to. So, <laughs> um, but all right, Peter, we would not be wrecked podcast without asking you, um, you know, some of your biggest wreck stories, and I think you know, everybody has probably seen <clears throat> this. This uh, Twitter thread by now, uh, if you haven't, if they haven't um, seen we're going to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, you haven't, internet, it, if gonna, you haven't
3: seen right. it, if you haven't seen
0: it, right? So, <laughs> uh, I have the I have the um, uh, the actual first tweet of the thread right here. It got eighty two hundred and nine likes and twenty four hundred eighty two retweets. So it has Holy uh, cow. It's made its way around. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. But,
1: tell tell the people what i'm talking about peter yeah but you know what's funny thing about that like you look at that and then Pomp Pom will put out a banker's closed down short the bank's long bitcoin and he'll get like double that <laughs> <laughs> you know? that's, well, that's true i've true. So true. poured my heart and soul out into this i've like folk pho- i phoned my father saying look i'm gonna put something out there it's a bit risky like it's my blow up and then Pomp's like short bitcoin like short the bank's boom <laughs> <laughs> uh, no so i tell you what it was like like, having watched my stash dwindle down, and knowing I'm not the only one, and then seeing, like, people, so many people are, like, saying, oh, I got in it like, November 17, when the next ball run comes, I'm gonna do this, and I'm like, "Yeah, right, we need to get real here. Sounds a lot like <laughs> Chamber,
0: actually. Yeah.
1: Like, one, there may not be another ball run. Two, okay. you may lose more from now. Three most of us really shouldn't be trading and four we need to get our kind of priorities straight and i was like something needs saying like um i'm just gonna go out and tell my story and you know i'm like i'm quite a transparent guy right i I, Mm -hmm. always have been in like everything i do i I don't know why i just i just am i think it's a bit like my mom i just don't give a fuck so (laughs) like i think if i can share a story and it helps somebody else then cool right um it's like people are like oh you're so brave i was like no i wasn't (laughs) <laughs> it's, like it's nothing brave about this like honest, it's just a yeah. story right and um, and also like I've got a podcast like I've got a certain amount of responsibility you know I've before been very bullish and probably influenced people to get in and buy stuff sure. I need to be kind of equally responsible the other way around right and say right. so yeah so I put it out there and I expected like I expected it to get like a few retweets I thought you, you know this might be one of my ones that gets like a, a thousand likes you Right? Know, I, I was prepared for that because I did have to think about, do I really want to put it out there? And then fucking mm. hell, like it just blew up. And I had an article <laughs> in the Guardian this weekend. I've had I BBC. Saw that. Yeah, It's yeah. Crazy. Uh, uh, <laughs> do you know what the worst thing about that was? We did a, I, the only reason I did that is because they wanted a photo shoot. And in the photo shoot, one of the photos I'm sat with the Ian Bellina picture, and they didn't publish that one. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what funny. Uh, but I've had the BBC get in touch today. I had Sky News get in touch, but, but that was definitely a hit piece. Um, so I said no. The reason I did the Guardian one, it kind of they were allowing me to at least put a positive spin on it. Sure. Uh, but yeah, no, it blew up, and, and you know I'm not going to pretend it hasn't been good for the podcast. The podcast like downloads have gone up since. So like, sure. you know, I didn't do it for that, but but like I fully. I fully appreciate that if I tell a transparent story about my journey it helps my podcast it helps everyone else
0: so let's talk about the actual uh, (laughs) tweets so for anybody who doesn't hasn't seen it let them know kind of what the whole context is there
1: right so funny thing is I've never actually told this thing as well right the numbers are slightly wrong they're actually worse
0: oh no
3: oh god yeah
1: so when I put it out there I wanted to put it into dollars Mm mm-hmm so everyone understood. I put it out so I translated my initial twenty three thousand pounds into thirty-two thousand dollars, but it didn't transfer the one point two million pa- it was one point two million pounds, so whatever that is, like one point six million dollars. Oh, so God, like,
0: yeah, yeah. Definitely. So
1: it's like so much worse. Um so yeah, I mean just <laughs> look, I I I peaked uh, around December seventeen. Um I was like, I I want five million, that's my goal. If I get five million, I'm done, I'm out. Um I'm gonna set up a load of businesses. I've got all this capital. I can employ like my best may. I bought like through three hundred and fifty thousand or whatever three hundred thousand of mining gear. I don't know the numbers like paid fifty thousand to set that up. you know I got an office i like I just did all this stuff and then like spent a lot and then it just market dropped right mm-hmm. but but what was costing me is every month I was having to pay mining bills for all my like seventy nines and all my dragon mints. And because oh I was stuck in a contract, so like the thing just kind of got like I remember like when it dropped to nine hundred thousand pound, and then back, then it popped over a million, and then it, and then when I was at consensus, it dropped to like six hundred thousand. I was like, I think I should get out. Uh-oh. But I was like, <laughs> uh, you know, there were like three drops last year. It's going to come back, and then it's just it's never come back. It's just got worse and worse and worse. Um Yeah, so I thought, look, it's important to tell the story, but like it's a weird thing. I don't feel. I'm not bothered. Like, like I am bothered. That's a bullshit. Of course I'm bothered.
3: <laughs> I wish I'd sold
1: it. I wish I had the money in the bank. But like, I've never been upset about it. I've never like, it's, I've not got down about it. I'm just like, oh, okay, that was annoying. A bit like losing twenty pound. <laughs> like, because oh. I guess it, it was never it never felt like real money. It was. It's not like I had it. Sure. I put it in my bank, and then I blew it. Right. That's a different story. I feel like. And you came <laughs> yeah.
2: by it so easily. I,
1: yeah and you know because i've got the, i think the podcast has done so well like i feel so blessed by that because uh, like i'm a single dad my son lives with me full time Uh, my daughter's like half the time and you know it's expensive being a parent and and i can't go and get a job in bedford because like there's no industry here so i'd have to go to london and i can't do that because i need to be here for my son and i've now got this podcast that provides me a consistent regular income each month so, like, every month I've got what I need. Like, I've got <laughs> enough to live on. And, uh, and, like, and not just scraping by. Like, I've got enough to live on. And uh, I, I really enjoy my life. Like, I get to... Th- I'm doing this tonight with you guys. Like, how cool is that? Sure, and, absolutely. <laughs> and then and during the day, like... Like, I might be on Telegram, and I might one minute be talking to Cynthia, like, winding each other up. Or then I might be talking to, like, Zach Vogel from CoinPod. Yep. Or then I might be doing an interview, like, tomorrow morning. <laughs> tomorrow morning, I'm interviewing Roger Ver. For the oh, nice. Time. Oh, <laughs> the big cool. Wolf. Uh cool. So, like, like I've got, like, life is fine. Like, I just don't have all this money.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. it says here that at your peak, you had topped out around 150. Bitcoin, and, then, like and you that. were still trading. You were well, still no, no. trading at that point.
1: So my top, my top Bitcoin wasn't when I was at my top dollars dollar. So I topped out 150 Bitcoin. Like think maybe July. Okay, got it. My Bitcoin was started going down, but my dollar value was going up, and I never understood at that time why that was wrong because right. I was just a shit trader. So <laughs> by the time I had 1.2 million, like my Bitcoin value was less than 150. Got it. So right. you were essentially losing trading. You were losing
0: trades, but making money because Bitcoin, the price of Bitcoin, kept going up. Was going up. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I, I, but I thought I was doing well because I was cal- calculating my portfolio in, in dollars, uh, or dollars or pounds. And, yeah. And do you know what? Luke Martin told me this early on. He's like, "Just trade for Bitcoin." Trade. For-. And I was like, "No, dude, I'm making dollars here." And he was like, for <laughs> and "I was like, ah, uh, you're right. I get it. I get it." So yeah, like that was another thing I screwed up. But you know, it doesn't matter. So what? what
0: do you think you know out of this whole journey so far what's the biggest thing you know that you've learned through or that like the biggest piece of advice you would give to you know somebody
1: out there who's either new or maybe in the same boat just don't start trading (laughs) (laughs) like just don't get into it because like for every for every dude out there who's made a a million and there are people out there who have made millions right for every dude who's made a million a million has been lost from dumb retail, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are competing with shady exchanges who've got loads of information. They're counter-trading mm-hmm. you. They know where people's stops are. Like, the system is rigged, like, worse than a casino. <laughs> like, the only way you are going to... I think you can beat this is if you think... If you think, like, Arthur oh, Hayes, <laughs> you right. think like big smacks. I don't I think always, anyone I should be trading... Right. I don't I think anyone should be trading Twitter. this shit.
2: Yeah, I said on somebody's Twitter the other day that, honestly, to be a really good trader, I feel like you have to be a complete sociopath. And (laughs) I just don't, not every, you know, not many people may have sociopathic qualities, but really, like, if you think about, like, Cobain, Cobain's a sociopath, and he's a great (laughs) trader. But not most people are not cut out to be traders.
0: It's just... Are you you and Cobain still friends, or what?
2: Cobain and I (laughs) kissed and made up, so... Oh okay. <laughs> um,
0: how about so how about the mining part? Do you um do you have any regrets there like jumping in so heavily or anything like that?
1: No. No, no, no. Like regrets regrets like a weird word, right? Cuz like you you're regretting something that you thought was the right decision at the time. So sure. like you can re- regret I can regret going and drink this coffee because like it's going to make me put a bit of weight on or like I went and bought um I went and bought a battered sausage on the way as well, and like, I've like, <laughs> toyed with eating that. And I'm like, I've already had, t- I already, I already had two on the way, right? And I'm like, okay. and I can regret that later because I've got a like a gut on me. Like, what's the point? You can't re- like regret stupid, right? Sure. Yeah. Every time I made the what I thought was the right decision at the time, I thought I'm going to get into this mining, make a bunch more money, you know, and I did f- for a month, and then it like went to shit. And like, so what? I made a mistake i think it's more important rather than to regret things is like just learn from things going forward it's like sure. i know now i'm not an asic miner and i'm not going to do it again i'm not cut out for it and i shouldn't do it
0: did you sell all your equipment or do you still have it, do it have
1: a- i've got it, it like it's so one set's switched off not mining at the moment the other set is but it's it's so close to break even like i'm just like fuck it we'll just hold out and see what happens but sure. no i don't have any regrets and also like for whatever in, in the long run if i've contributed to the security of the bitcoin network and lost some money then True. i'm collateral damage for the benefit of bitcoin and i'll take that one on the chin yeah sure that's cool
0: but definitely yeah. an interesting story uh also yeah. just just tell people the uh so what of your goals was to buy the the bedford football team
1: <laughs> so i'm still going to do that one day right to saw know that on fun- your
0: 2019 goals <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, like I'm gonna buy that club. So they're so crap, and they won't cost anything, right? And the f- so w- last year when my portfolio hit 1.2 million, we made an inquiry to buy it. Me and my friend Tom. Really? Yeah, you could buy them. It's you awesome. would have been able to buy them for like for nothing, but you would have to invest money in. But we thought just it'll be fun. Let's yeah. liquidate and do it. And. If they'd have said yes, we probably, I probably wouldn't have been in this position because I would have liquidated the money to do it, right? Sure, interesting. Uh, well, yeah, like even though I had the goal to get to five million, well, I probably would have liquidated half of it, but whatever, who knows. <laughs> interesting thing. So this thing went out in The Guardian this weekend, right? Some girl got in touch with me on Facebook who I knew from school days, and she was like, I work at Bedford Town, if you can buy it, like the the current owners are rubbish. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm I'm going to buy it. So like i've got it i've got a plan uh you know i've got ideas like i'm one of the thing i know how to do i know how to set up businesses and make money right so sure. i know how to do that so i'm gonna like have a go and hopefully one day i can do it and uh yeah that's that's been the childhood dream
0: cool that's uh, awesome. that's awesome i always said that if i like you know had hit the lottery or any any huge sum of money i would buy like a major league baseball team or something so i who's I feel your team you there. Uh, i'm a yankee fan i'm I'm, you know from new york new jersey area so uh, i grew up a yankee fan but uh that was always my my dream too but you need a lot more than five million dollars to buy the yankees (laughs) so
1: So i'm a dodgers fan
0: okay got it that i mean you might be looking at bryce harper this year
1: (laughs) well i don't know much about baseball but when i was out in la all those uh like those trips i kept telling you about i was there when they were in the playoffs and oh, I yeah. went to the game where Justin, what's the guy with the big beard? Justin Turner. Yep. Where he hit the walk-off home run. Oh, that's cool game. And I yeah. was like, "Okay, you got me <laughs> now. I get you've it. Yeah, now I get it. <laughs> that's this is cool. this is why you watched like 150 100 games, games for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for this one games. moment. Exactly.
0: <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I we really appreciate you sharing all those stories with us. Um, wow. We will move on to a couple of items in the news. Cynthia, why don't you start us off here since uh, Chamber usually goes first, but
2: <laughs> he does. I'm not ready. Let me pull up my news story. Oh, oh, this is good because when you guys told me the the story is about the Winklevi, the Winklevoss twins. Yeah. I refer to them as one entity. Uh, the article is obviously from CCN. Uh, that Bitcoin needs regulation so investors don't get burned. And then I remember that Peter was the one photoshopping their ads (laughs) and posting them on (laughs) Twitter. That's
0: that's perfect.
2: (laughs) Um, So, I mean, if you've been anywhere, you've seen this huge ad campaign that that they've been running lately. And uh, basically saying that we need rules and regulations uh, so that uh, uh, investors will, you know, put their money into it, and of course, our, you know, Bitcoin Maxless cipher you know, friends uh, are like rules. We don't need rules. We don't need KYC. <laughs> we don't need AML. Bit license bullshit. Uh, so I think it's. I think I. I see both sides of that point of view, uh, especially when it's coming from Wall Street guys. Um, but it, it's definitely interesting.
0: Peter what are your thoughts on uh you know regulation and everything like that um where do you think that's headed what is your opinion on on that
1: I quite like the Winklevoss twins right um like I like their story right they I can't remember what they got out of Facebook but was it like 80 million or something 60 million like yeah they were okay afterwards because they came up with like this crap idea, Harvard Connect, which would never have been Facebook. Like, it would never have been Facebook. It would right. have been like a message board or some crap. It stuck. I mean, it was called Harvard Connect, right? But you know what? They <laughs> did that and they made their money and they were always going to be successful dudes. Always. And they are rowers and they are Harvard and they are obviously going to be state, status or status whatever you call them they're obviously going to be status and they're obviously going to toe the line and and they're going to go to dinner with regulators i get that right cool do what you want to do uh your crypto needs rules fuck off but <laughs> like it's just i'd like just fuck off it just fundamentally is entirely wrong for me as an ad campaign like i get why they've done it and loads of people are going to say this is highly successful but fuck off <laughs> I've got no, I but, just, I just think, oh, uh it's just <laughs> like, this is not the message. This makes our message harder. Right. right. When, when, well, when you're I feel trying like to this explain. Is exactly Bitcoin, what
2: crypto isn't about. You know, that's the opposite yeah. of what, of what Bitcoin is about.
1: And the problem I've got with it is like, in some ways they're they're right. Crypto needs rules, right? But let's mm-hmm. put crypto over there and have Bitcoin over here. And Bitcoin is about, about the problem with rules. And when you're trying to explain to people what Bitcoin is and why it's so important, it's because of the rules. It's because of the way governments print money. It's because of
3: exactly.
1: uh, people living under authoritarian regimes. For me, the message shouldn't be about that. And, you know, I interviewed, like I mentioned to you, I got John Carvalho, and he said, but his fear is that all these institutions come in and you're going to get someone like... Um, golden uh, um, like JP Morgan ended up with a huge Bitcoin stash and ended up controlling the price and that's his fear and I'm kind of with him now
0: yeah I would agree there for sure Um, yeah I
1: I Tend to agree
0: with you there i think uh the idea to you know regulate crypto but keep bitcoin separate is an interesting one for sure um but and i also agree with cynthia it's the the opposite of kind of what the the movement and all that kind of stuff is about um but we will go to our next news story this one is just a straight up wrecked news story the south african national cricket team Falls for a Bitcoin Twitter scam. So uh, the South African, the South African national Twitter team. Uh, I get. It looks like. I don't know if they fell for the. Uh, they didn't specifically fall for it. So the title is a little uh, misleading. But the it looks like the account was hacked uh so this team has more than a million followers and the twitter account of their team a verified twitter account was hacked and they put out a tweet um that says, you know, the official CSA, which is the Cricket South Africa, is partnering with Luno Money for the first South African Bitcoin lottery. And it says simply send 0.01 BTC to this address and oh, you'll be entered into the lottery for 20 Bitcoin. Um, and the lottery closes at January, uh, January 10th. And so um, they it it sounds like they got some a lot lots and lots of people fell for it so um <laughs> they it says as much as maybe 170,000 dollars worth of bitcoin was sent to whatever address that is um oh and they were so then they came back and, and tweeted out that you know they were hacked and they apologize and all that stuff but you know you're seeing more and more of these twitter things that actually look legit uh you know we saw the one with elon musk and the official g suite account and stuff so uh you know the message is going to be the same don't be careful don't fall for that stupid um twitter uh, yeah peter you ever been uh you ever been scammed like that
1: uh not not like that the only one i got uh done on was the confido like um like a project i bought their token i put twenty five pound into it oh, project yeah project dis- yeah but it, remember at the time i was rich right 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 <laughs> <laughs> i was like uh, whatever 25 grand <laughs> yeah. you win some you lose some <laughs> <That> <laughs> fucking awesome. genius over here's a mil- millionaire uh yeah do with that 25 grand right now uh but you know what like that happened um but this is just why we need education um and like also it's another reason why it'd be so much easier if everything was just kind of bitcoin you know it'd be one thing you've got to teach people um Uh, i don't know
0: peter it sounds like you're a bitcoin maximalist (laughs) I'm a
1: Bitcoin Maximus sympathizer.
0: <laughs> I'm starting to hear it. Um, but, so that's going to do it for our news segment. We are going to do a couple more fun things here with Peter really quickly. Uh, we're going to get him into rapid fire. So, Peter, rapid fire is just going to be us doing... Uh, Throwing some regular questions at you, some um, some crypto-related, some not. Uh, just be, you know, be your normal, regular, transparent <laughs> self. So, uh, <laughs> let's see here. What is your favorite movie? E.T. ET, interesting. Oh, that's a, uh, I don't think we've ever gotten that one answered. Um, How about this one? This is my favorite one to ask people, and we get a whole bunch of different uh, answers. What would be your go to karaoke song?
1: Crisscross Jump.
0: Oh, that's a solid one, you know. So we interview a lot of people, and some some are like, "Yeah, hey, man, I don't karaoke." Uh, and then some you're very surprised at uh, the their answers. Uh, I think my my most uh, the one I talk about all the time was Charlie Shrem, who uh, his go to song was Lincoln Park song, and he goes to do karaoke every Saturday. And I was like, "Wow, that blows my mind." Man, so I,
1: I don't need the auto cue for jump.
0: <laughs> you, you got it you got the whole I thing got it. that's yep. awesome um, how about let's see I feel like you've uh, traveled lately in the past year or so pretty often but what is a place that would be on your travel bucket list Ooh.
1: French Polynesia mm,
0: that's a good one how about uh, how about what was growing up what was your dream job
1: oh my dream job growing up uh i wanted to work in the music industry cool you yeah, wanted to wanted... represent Chris Cross. well no listen so <laughs> it's funny it's all come full circle i had a fanzine like a metal fanzine when i was like 14 really so, yeah so i interviewed like corn and slayer and pantera oh my and, gosh yeah so the whole thing's come full circle and then i did like work experience at record companies i wanted to work in a and r i wanted to discover the bands
0: that's cool that's very cool so what uh what would be your favorite i i think i i'm not sure if this was you that was tweeting this the uh were you the one tweeting about the albums this weekend
1: yeah like flawless albums
0: yeah so okay what was on your list
1: well so these are flawless albums but they aren't necessarily my favorite albums right these are albums where i think there's not a single filler so i had appetite for destruction by guns N' roses uh rage against one. the machine rage uh, against yep. the machine mm-hmm. uh, urban discipline by biohazard which is my like far out one uh, back in black by back to black by amy winehouse and i can't remember what the last one i put was oh eminem marshall mather's lp oh that's
0: a great one i that's I was a like,
2: fantastic one that's one of my favorites
0: <laughs> i was like 13 running around the streets of illinois like rapping <laughs> Oh, I you know, thought, uh, but,
1: thought that was so cool. But you know what the thing is, like uh. with those albums, they're all albums I, I, I genuinely would listen to if every single track and never forward it. Um, and then people yeah. were throwing out examples, like someone would say like Pearl Jam 10, which yeah. is a phenomenal album. Like in some oh, ways it's better than some line. of those albums. But the track Deep should never have made the cut. Sure. it's like the let down track and therefore like i get to deep and i switch off 10 and so it's uh, that was the point and then i think people confused this with saying well here's my favorite album what's but your it was favorite meant to be album f- sure flawless albums and then S- you know be- one of the great things out of that is like i was at the gym today and i was listening to tool because i was like shit i haven't listened to like people were saying tool so i haven't listened to them in ages but
0: so what is your favorite album then
1: <sighs> oh man so it's hard. so hard do you know what like I would go Alice in Chains Unplugged.
0: Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. That yeah. Is there good you go. Yeah. All
1: right. That's, so um, yeah.
0: And that's the that's the beauty of these rapid fire segments. We get to la- give the audience a little peek into, you know, who you are besides the Bitcoin. Uh what was what was the what was your favorite
1: altcoin you've ever owned? Hmm. <sighs> that's a tough one because I think I really, like, at the time, I really like Dash. When I first got Dash, I was like, I really like Dash. I don't know why. Uh, But I think right now I'd have to just say Monero because it's the only altcoin I own outside of Bitcoin.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, uh, side note then, uh, what's your take on privacy coins and that whole segment?
1: I think it's important. I think privacy will come to Bitcoin and then it will be irrelevant everywhere else. Um, Like... Privacy coins only have a value if you want to do something. So, say you want to use some, do some quasi legal transaction, then you probably want to use Monero. But as soon as it comes to Bitcoin, they become irrelevant.
0: That's yeah, that's interesting. So, what's the privacy? What's the privacy avenue for Bitcoin? I'm not too familiar with.
1: There's different. There's different uh, people want on chain. I think. I think. I think you get a lot of privacy in Lightning Network. Mm. like I haven't looked enough into it but from what I understand you get a lot of privacy in Lightning Network because I don't think people like chain analysis can (coughs) analyze and follow the transactions like they can do on Bitcoin because it's a public blockchain sure I think I I quite like the idea of uh, the Bitcoin base chain being uh, transparent you can verify the 21 million coins and I quite like the thought of uh, privacy being kind of maybe on a side chain cool but there's a long way to go on this like we've got you know, this is probably going to be the next big thing for Bitcoin.
0: Right. I, I was listening to your show and I've heard a couple of people say that this is probably going to be, you know, the next big Bitcoin war, but like the scaling debate and everything like that. And but
1: yeah, uh, I think there'll be a lot of. Deep discussion about it, but I don't see a split coming. It's, I don't think it's like it's going to divide and create new coins because of it,
0: like it did with the scaling yeah. debate. Right? right. Yeah. Uh, all right, back to back to the fun. Um, <laughs> who, who would you rather take financial advice from, Ian Bellina or Carlos Matos? <laughs> Ian. Ian Bellina, man.
1: <laughs> Ian, Ian's my
0: boy. and and, uh okay last one here who's better looking you or cody vargas
1: (laughs) i mean (laughs) i'm i'm not gonna throw my boy under the bus am i i think we're equally good looking i think you can swap uh, us out the
0: the, uh the picture of you two together was uh where was Do you know the story no i don't uh, listen, so funny
1: it's so funny right so this was at world CryptoCon in vegas okay right?
0: that's what i thought
1: yeah like the worst conference ever but like loads of people going that i knew and i was meeting up with lynn anyway so i'm at this conference and it must have been four or five times people would come to me and go, all right cody i'm like uh I'm, I'm, I'm not cody i'm peter and like it just kept happening and then crypto wendy organized this party for my birthday Like it was my uh, 40th. She organized a party and I'm at this table and I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was goddess or someone came up to me and she's like, all right, Cody. I'm like, I'm not Cody. And she goes, oh no, look, there's Cody. (laughs) And it it was Cody. I've never met the guy. And I'm like, all right, you're Cody. It's like, yeah. I was like, dude, everyone keeps saying to me, hi, Cody. And I think I know why. it's like, dude, everyone keeps saying to me, hi, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny.
0: That's pretty funny. Um, you just brought up crypto uh wendy we've had her on the podcast i definitely i want to just uh shout her out she was uh you know she was getting some flack on twitter this weekend from uh you know some some unnecessary flack in my opinion so um yeah. you know i just want to you know make the point to say that uh, you know, we appreciate everything we that she does. Wendy. Same with, yeah, yeah, same with, you know, Shil Nye and everybody was kind of getting on their backs this weekend. And I was like, just give it well, a fucking The last rest, conference
2: man. that I went to was Voice of Blockchain. And I spent a lot of time with both Nye and Wendy. And they honestly both, especially Wendy, just because I hung out with her more. Wendy is such a down to earth, just great person. And Nye, uh, you know, I don't know him as well. But I did spend time with him. And he also, honestly just is. He, he's, a, he's like our mini pomp, like our positive <laughs> vibes. You know, just he's a good guy. And, you know, I've gotten flack before too. It just kind of comes with the territory. And, well, uh, but yeah. Uh, listen,
1: I've, I've met both of them. I've hung out with Nye a few times. I, like, he's hung out with my kids in LA. Like, I don't agree with Nye on the majority of his views on crypto, right? Sure. And I don't agree, agree with Wendy, right? But that doesn't make them bad humans. I don't Correct, agree with right. some people on their politics, right? But it doesn't sure, make them right. bad humans. Um, yeah. I, I'm not a shit coin app, but I've never had a bad interaction with Nye. He's always a really nice guy. And do you know what he's made a life for himself like what a life he travels the world yeah, right it's fucking and, awesome <laughs> yeah and like these little fucking bullies online who oh, like, whip up a it, storm and they just want to attack someone uh you know we know we know who we're talking about and they whip yeah. up their little mates and they start attacking someone and i don't think they realize like the impact that can have on someone how they sure. feel and like if you've got a problem with them talk to them you know i've learned that not to do it but like I know I know what these guys are like I've met them in real life and if you meet them in real life they're not going to say a boo to a ghost but they get online they become a keyboard bo- keyboard warrior but the yeah. worst thing of all like, is when you jump to the defense and say hold on leave Wendy alone they're going to go oh here you go white knighting it's like yeah, right. hold on yeah. <laughs> what I yeah. am doing is far far more noble than what you're doing and it's not white knighting it's just right. saying you're being a dick to somebody and you're affecting right. someone's life and yeah. like I've got zero patience for it I've got no time for it because the way I see it right Wendy, might, you might think Wendy's not the best trader okay fine go to your local town Find your favorite restaurant, then go to every restaurant you think isn't the best restaurant and go in there and go, you shouldn't have a fucking restaurant
3: because you don't know what you're doing.
1: Like, uh, come on, give us a break. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's just, it's like, old. it gets getting old already. So, you know, Are they just bullies. Just- I know every week it's something new or somebody new and it's just okay next so but yeah. shout out those guys I just wanted to bring that up because you said you you mentioned them and made me think about it so yeah. um, but other than that look that's gonna do it for us um, we want to give you a, a platform here real quick to kind of tell people where they can find you any projects you're working on anything like that so the floor is yours
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, just look check out my podcast. It's What Bitcoin Did. Um, you can find my website. It's whatbitcoindid.com. If you want to email me, it's hello at whatbitcoindid. If you want to tweet me, use my personal. as Peter McCormack. DMs are open. Yeah, I'm just working hard on the podcast. New episode every week, Uh, two episodes a week, and I'm going to be doing a Bitcoin special. And someone's joined us right at the end. (laughs) Hey, Chamber,
0: we got here right at the end. Right at the end.
1: Let's carry Uh, on.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, well, definitely check out Peter's podcast. Like I mentioned, he uh, does an awesome job, has really awesome people on. You're going to learn something for sure. So, um, you know. We we like to have fun here, but Peter does the real work. <laughs> so How you doing? How you doing, hey, hey, dude, chamber. So chamber chamber has joined us right at the very end. So what? Chamber, oh. We were literally just ta- we, that was it. We were over. So um, but I made it
3: in, guys. We're still <laughs> so, the
1: any streak's in. alive. Any I, I've, go, I've got. For Peter? I got plenty of me, Chamber. We should go. They can go. <laughs> <We> can go. <laughs> do you know Can I can I tell you something like that's kind of rude about Chamber? I'm gonna be, yes. Can I be rude? Absolutely. Please. Chamber, you're like the perfect human. Guess who? Character. <laughs> 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 oh,
3: Please God. go on. I need I need elaboration
1: on that. you because you've got everything. You know, like. You I do, do have everything. you say, right. Ha-
3: Bald do, head. Do they glasses. Have a beard?
1: Yeah. Beard. Do they have a beard? Do they have glasses?
0: <laughs> does he look like Does he look like David
3: Cross? Yes, <laughs> all of those things. Uh, that was oh the impossible God. guess. So <laughs> how was your uh, How was your meeting? Uh, it was uh, fruitless <laughs> uh, and pointless, and I wish I was here with you guys. Uh, well,
0: it is important that you did end up showing up because your streak is alive. Streak's now. alive, baby. So what is this? You m- You missed one show ever. Yeah, the Ma- the John McAfee show, which was a big one. What? Well, <laughs> Of all so, the to miss.
2: i am still the disappointment of the podcast no
0: worries everyone no. that's commitment chamber so <laughs> any uh, any, qu- any questions for uh peter before we before we i was get- text
3: i was texting you guys uh british television questions did we ask those already oh, i didn't see any of those No, no. Come right. on. so I, I just have a couple questions this is from my wife uh my wife and i both love <laughs> british television and we were we were wondering uh she was wondering if you watch coronation street being from england
1: no, no, because... But oh, I'm God sure
3: goodness. all of your aunties and... and yeah, you, like, yeah. it's just... Oh. It's too Do you much, You know, it's I one of those
1: things, the same stuff happens every week. It sure does. Like, it's like watching your neighbors live. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, but you're that like...
1: But yeah, your weird northern neighbors. Like, it's yes, a weird northern auntie, and, like, way too much stuff goes on for a tiny little town.
3: Okay, my question, uh, my, my, uh, t- my favorite British television show of all time is The Mighty Boosh. I, I, okay. I, that's so that, I know it. I haven't watched it.
1: It's I, it's kind of weird comedy, right?
3: Yeah, it it's kind of very, off the wall. It Speaking is very that's chamber. Um, yes, it's very yeah. high speed. Any so that's British, more like my uh, brother. Any British uh, television recommendations you would you would make?
1: What do I watch? No, because you know what it's like. I watch all your stuff. Like I I'm know. about to start and True w- Detective. I'm sitting here. I'm watching all your stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've i just I've just watched Escape from Danamore. Um like I watch all your stuff. Okay, uh, well, uh, inc-
3: Bunchu and I were having a discussion uh the other day on what the better office was, British office or uh American office. Any any feedback there? Well, it's obviously the British office. Ob- <laughs>
0: obviously, obviously. obviously, it doesn't work.
1: But the thing is about the office is it's one of those ones it only works locally, right? The British one won't work as well because there's so many of the jokes where if I was watching with you, I'd be laughing
3: and you'll be like, what the fuck are you laughing at? (laughs) I agree. So that's good. Uh, So I think my answer to that was, I think my answer was I would take the American office just based on longevity because there's more seasons of it. But as far as the boss goes, I would take David Brent over Michael Scott. (laughs)
1: But you, um, like you're Americans, you milk the shit out of I'm everything. I'm Canadian, you're gonna... I'm kind of in between, oh. I'm
3: the hybrid of the group. It's kind of, it's kind of the same thing though, right? <laughs> I, I feel we're shunned by both.
0: Yeah, you right exactly. You're just the only difference is you sweat maple syrup. I sure, do. <laughs> but, I sure do. Uh, anything else while you got while we got you here, chamber? No,
3: that's everything. I, I, I don't want to keep them any longer. It's probably like midnight over there, isn't it? It's like half ten, but it's cool, man. I love this. It's
1: like it's probably my favorite one I've ever done.
3: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah.
0: High praise. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That's awesome.
0: It. So um, anyway, yeah, it, like I said, um, find Peter at whatbitcoindid.com and uh, listen to his podcast. Any uh, teasers for who you got coming up next?
1: Um, well, John Carvalho out tomorrow. Um I'm also interviewing the big bad wolf tomorrow, which I told you about, Roger Veer. So that's my Roger second one Veer with him. Chamber. I'm going to get a shitload of flack for that, like I did last ah, time. That's good. Uh, so wait,
0: right there. L- talk about that really quick because I know last time you got a bunch of flack when you r- first interviewed him, and then talk about maybe what the difference will be this time, if any.
1: Well, the, my view is I'll always it's my platform. I'll interview whoever I want, but people when the people say this thing, oh, you're giving Roger a platform for his nonsense, it's like nobody is going to listen to my interview with him and then be converted right right no one is but everyone can learn with knowledge and like when i went out to interview and like i I flew to japan to do it right i spent like three thousand pound to do that interview and i went because (laughs) i i was pretty sure i was a small blocker but i wasn't 100% 100% convinced and I wanted to meet the guy I wanted to look him in the eye and I wanted to just have the chat with him and I'm glad I did it I don't regret it anyone says I'm giving him a platform is ridiculous like like I always say well what about Louis Theroux is he given a platform to racists and crap right. it's just such nonsense and look I'll interview him again and I'll get a load of flack for it again but the the reason I want to interview him this time is like so much has happened mm-hmm. and he's been hit with his own contentious fork right I want to see mm-hmm. what his view is because if he doesn't now have sympathy for his the people on the end of his own decisions and he's a hypocrite so right. i want to have that conversation with him i want to catch up with him i want to talk to him about ross because you know we both um we've both been a supporter of ross and the family yeah so that's coming up i've got uh, i've got a potential mega one coming up that uh, i'll tell you when the uh when the mic stop rolling exciting
0: that's cool but again thank you so much peter we've had a blast having you on and um we really appreciate your time uh go listen he it's his stuff's awesome but um other than that you know, don't forget to please give us a rate and uh, five-star review if you like what we're doing. Um, it h- helps a lot. goes a long way. And, um, you know, if you are into the nonsense you're hearing and want to come hang out with us, join our Telegram group, t.me, rect underscore podcast, and uh, follow us on Twitter, at rect underscore podcast as uh, well.
3: Bunchy, I just wanted to hop in here. Did we talk about uh, the other thing we were working on earlier this week?
0: Uh no I don't because I don't know what you're talking about so <laughs> the, uh,
3: the the Patreon page Did we oh that? no I did it go oh, ahead okay. that's yours all right so yeah if you want to contribute as a patron on Patreon uh we'll make we we've created the site and we're we're gonna make that live uh, I guess as of Tuesday morning
0: yep probably tomorrow
3: yeah so check there out uh, check that out we have uh four different tiers you can participate in. Um, you know uh, it'll it'll help us obviously uh, create better content for you guys Um, you know it's 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 as we've found out over the few last few months uh, it does take a lot to uh, to put a quality show together so that that'll go towards that so uh, we'll post that with the uh, with the show tomorrow on Twitter and we'll post it on our telegram and all that fun stuff
0: I, I totally forgot. Thank God you were here. Look at that. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we'll, we'll shoot out all the details to that. And please consider it. Um, you know, it does go a long way to uh, help support the show. And, uh, you know, if we, if we have some costs that we incur doing this. So, um, but... Other well, than mostly
3: that, legal costs. Yeah, yeah, mostly legal costs.
0: Chamber Chambers just says whatever he's doing. I'm alive wire. Yeah, he, he's a walking lawsuit. So, anyway, but other than that, for Chamber and Cynthia, who has now dropped, we just swapped you. Uh, nice. I've never seen you two in the same room. So. Upgrade. <laughs> um, and thank you again for uh, joining us, Peter. Um, any last words, Peter?
1: No, look, thank you for having me. I'd like absolutely love this guys. Anytime you want me back, I would it'd be more than a pleasure. Cool. Thank That's you terrific. very
0: much. And as always, until next time, don't get wrecked and that is financial advice.